welcome to the Lord Rexworth podcast, where we embark on a transformative journey to set your mind and spirit on the right path. I'm Lord Rexworth. Join me from Castle Rexworth as we engage in insightful conversations with a diverse range of guests, including VTubers, content creators, and thought leaders. Delve into the realms of creativity, inspiration, self-discovery as we explore the stories and perspectives that shape the digital landscape. Whether you're seeking motivation, entertainment, or simply a moment of tranquility, the Lord Rexworth podcast offers a multifaceted experience that transcends the boundaries of uh, traditional content. Tune in and join us on this captivating exploration of the mind, spirit, and the fascinating world of those who inspire us. Coming up, we'll sit down with the adorable Tuna to talk about her journey as a VTuber and as an artist and get her insight on work-life balance and avoiding burnout. But first... Today, I'd like to discuss the importance of self-care. It's common to become consumed by meeting the needs and expectations of others, often neglecting our own well-being in the process. Between work obligations, maintaining relationships, academic pressures, household chores, social commitments and various responsibilities, it's quite easy to fall into the trap of prioritizing others over ourselves. We often adopt a hero mentality, feeling the need to always be strong, reliable and accommodating. While it is admirable to support and uplift those around us, neglecting our own needs can lead to feelings of depletion and exhaustion. It's crucial to recognize that prioritizing self-care is not selfish. Rather, it is essential for maintaining overall health and happiness. Just as we make deposits into the lives of others through our actions and support, we must also invest in ourselves to ensure we remain emotionally and physically replenished. When we constantly give without taking time to recharge, we risk burnout and compromise our well-being. It's important to establish boundaries and prioritize activities that promote balance and relaxation. Saying no to certain demands and commitments is not a sign of weakness, but rather a necessary step towards preserving our own health and vitality. While it may feel uncomfortable at first, setting boundaries and prioritizing self-care is ultimately beneficial, not only for ourselves, but also for those around us. By maintaining our own well-being, we can better support others and contribute positively to our relationships and responsibilities. Remember, taking time for ourselves is not only acceptable, it is crucial for leading a fulfilling and balanced life. During his time on earth, Jesus engaged in acts of healing, taught in synagogues, and provided uplifting guidance to those around him. Wherever he traveled, people approached him with various needs, seeking healing for their loved ones or guidance for their own lives. Despite possessing incredible power, wisdom, and even the anointing as the Son of God, there were moments when Jesus, feeling tired, withdrew from the crowds to find solitude in the mountains for refreshment. He understood the necessity of caring for his well-being, even amidst the numerous demands placed upon him. If Jesus, with his divine status, recognized the importance of self-care and could not meet every demand placed upon him, why is it that we believe we can constantly fulfill everyone's needs? We often find ourselves overwhelmed by the pressure to meet others' expectations, fearing disappointment if we dare take time for ourselves. However, it is essential to realize that neglecting our own well-being does not serve anyone positively. Continuously operating in a state of depletion ultimately hinders our ability to fulfill our roles effectively as parents, spouses, leaders, or friends. While it is admirable to exert effort and be present for others, it is equally crucial to replenish ourselves when needed. Neglecting self-care leads to exhaustion, diminished productivity, strained relationships, and an overall diminished quality of life. 
By, priori by prioritizing our own well-being and establishing boundaries, we can achieve a healthier balance and enjoy life more fully. It's imperative that we recognize we don't have to be superheroes. It's okay to take breaks. It's all right to set limits. It is perfectly acceptable to prioritize our own needs without any guilt or shame. In doing so, we can ensure that we are better equipped to navigate life's challenges and experience greater fulfillment in our relationships and personal endeavors. If Jesus recognized his limitations, then it is imperative for us to acknowledge our own. While it may seem possible to juggle everything and assume the role of a superhero, such a lifestyle is not sustainable, nor is it healthy. It is essential to shed the metaphorical cape and strive for balance in our lives. Often the pressure to meet expectations stems not only from others, but by our own internal standards. We may feel guilty for not accomplishing everything we believe must be done, or for falling short of meeting all perceived needs. Despite our abilities, our talents, our potential, we must remember that we also inhabit physical bodies with inherent limitations, just as Jesus did. He understood the necessity of stepping away to maintain his well-being and continue performing at his best. Living in a state of depletion would have compromised his effectiveness, so he prioritized recharging regularly. So must we. Similarly, we must recognize the importance of replenishing ourselves amidst life's constant demands and drains upon our energy. Daily stresses such as traffic, work pressure, deadlines, difficult interactions, negative news, all of it contributes to depleting our reserves. Living in a perpetual state of depletion leaves us vulnerable to overwhelming and diminishes our productivity and creativity. Rebalancing ourselves involves consciously allocating time for activities that rejuvenate and replenish us, even if it means saying no to certain obligations or disappointing others momentarily. The global pandemic, despite its tragic toll, offered a silver lining by prompting a collective re-evaluation of priorities. As routine shifted and the pace of life slowed, people began to recognize the value of quality time with loved ones and the importance of personal well-being over relentless productivity. This period of reflection served as a reminder to prioritize what truly matters and strive for a more balanced and fulfilling existence. Constantly working may seem like it is a testament to one's drive and passion, but it often leads to operating at a deficit, draining both physical and emotional reserves. This imbalance not only impacts personal health, but also stifles creativity, sours attitudes, and strains relationships. It is crucial that we prioritize balance by carving out time for oneself and regularly engaging in activities that rejuvenate and replenish. The Apostle Paul's experience provides a valuable lesson in recognizing and respecting one's limits. He wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8, We were pressed beyond measure. We were so overwhelmed we despaired of life itself. Despite his commitments and previous promises, Paul encountered overwhelming challenges that left him feeling depleted and unable to fulfill his plans. Despite his power and faith, he understood the importance of attending to his own well-being to operate at his best. In acknowledging his limitations, Paul bravely chose to prioritize his health and restoration, even if it meant disappointing others. Like Paul and countless others throughout history, there are times when it is necessary to assertively say no and prioritize self-care. Embracing one's humanity and setting boundaries is not a sign of weakness, but rather a necessary step toward maintaining overall well-being and effectiveness. 
it is essential to remember that fictional portrayals of superheroes such as Superman do not align with the realities of human limitations. Learning to say no when needed is a powerful act of self-preservation, and it should be embraced without guilt or hesitation. While the allure of saying yes to every request may be enticing, it is crucial to recognize when to prioritize self-care and set boundaries. There will inevitably be moments when you must assertively say, I need to take care of myself. My health and well-being must come first. I have to rest my mind. I have to alleviate the stress I've been going through. Clinging to overwhelming commitments can have detrimental effects, and refusing to say no can lead to detrimental consequences. Despite consistently being there for others, it is essential we, we extend the same level of care and attention to ourselves by making self-care a priority. This is not about selfishness, but rather about maintaining balance and understanding that the responsibility for your physical and emotional well-being ultimately rests with you. Some of the individuals you go above and beyond for may not reciprocate when you need support. They'll prioritize their own interests or opportunities instead. And while it is admirable to be a blessing to others, it is equally important to recognize your limitations. Just like Paul's decision not to visit Corinth due to overwhelming circumstances, there will be occasions where disappointing others may be inevitable, but it is necessary for your own well-being. Fulfilling everyone else's expectations at the expense of neglecting your own destiny is not heroic. It is rather a disservice to yourself. Recognizing the importance of self-care and setting boundaries is not only empowering but essential for leading a fulfilling, purposeful life. It is essential to be discerning when making commitments. When you reach your limit, you cannot continue adding to your schedule without sacrificing something else. Despite our good intentions, it is easy to think, I can handle this additional task, or my friend wants me to join them, or I can manage this extra project, or, you know, I must attend my child's weekend tournament. However, spreading ourselves too thin leads to feelings of overwhelming. Without the ability to say no, you risk becoming overcommitted. Even though these commitments may seem beneficial, they actually have the potential to drain you. It's all about finding balance. Consider whether these commitments align with your current season of life and whether they complement your existing responsibilities. In the Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 6, it says, They made me a keeper of vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. In other words, Solomon was saying, I kept everyone else happy. I met all of their demands. I worked overtime, built the business, sacrificed for my children, but I did not take time for me. I did not keep myself healthy. You made others a priority. Now, it is okay to make yourself a priority. Long ago there stood a lighthouse along a rugged coastline, with a keeper tasked with ensuring its beacon remained illuminated. Each month he received a fresh supply of oil, his sole responsibility being to maintain the lighthouse's brightness. However, residing near a neighborhood, one chilly evening an elderly woman appeared, pleading for oil to heat her home. Feeling compassion, the keeper provided her with oil. Soon after, a father urgently requested oil to light his path as he sought medicine for his ailing child. Without hesitation, the keeper obliged. Later, a stranded traveler asked for oil to lubricate his vehicle's wheels. Once again, the keeper offered assistance out of sympathy. As the month drew to a close, the lighthouse's oil supply dwindled. Despite sending word to the town for replenishment, the new oil failed to arrive in time and the lighthouse went dark. 
That very night, a large ship lost its way and collided with the rocks nearby. When authorities investigated the incident, the remorseful keeper explained how he had distributed the oil to those in need. However, they reprimanded him sternly, reminding him that oil was intended for one purpose, and one purpose alone, to keep the lighthouse burning. Similarly, in our own lives, we often find ourselves compelled to assist others, to meet their expectations, to ensure their happiness, even at the expense of our own well-being. And yet, like the keeper, we risk depleting our own resources, leaving our inner light dimmed. Just as the keeper was entrusted with oil to maintain the lighthouse's illumination, we have been given resources to preserve our own health, wholeness, and strength. Neglecting our own needs leaves us unable to assist others effectively. By prioritizing self-care and replenishment, as demonstrated by Jesus' example, we can shine brighter, reach further, and live happier, more fulfilling lives. Nobles, what I am advocating for today is a balanced approach, not selfishness, not avoidance of hard work. It's crucial to prioritize the well-being of your mind, your body, and your spirit. Despite perceptions of invincibility due to your strength, talents, and constant productivity, you are human, and you require regular rejuvenation. Many individuals are experiencing burnout as a result of neglecting their holistic health. While you may endure periods of imbalance, the consequences will inevitably catch up with you. There's a wise saying, It is easier to maintain good health than it is to try to regain lost health. Living in a state of depletion takes a toll on your physical and emotional well-being, weakening your immune system and your overall vitality. It is essential to release yourself from the pressure of overcommitment and learn to assertively say no when necessary. This might entail sacrificing some good opportunities to preserve your health in the long run. Your presence and contributions are invaluable, and it is vital to prioritize your own longevity. By nurturing yourself, you will experience a profound transformation. Burdens will lift, you'll enjoy improved relationships, increased energy, and fulfillment of your true potential. Remember to extend the same care and compassion to yourself that you offer to others. In doing so, you'll embark on a journey toward a longer, freer, and healthier life, fully realizing your purpose. My guest today on the Lord Rexworth podcast is a... Uh professional snacker, in her words, uh, a variety game player, and a professional accidental alleged fire setter. Um, quite the uh, quite the chaotic uh, little one here. Enjoys being mischievous, but um, always shares a good laugh with everyone. The adorable Tuna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Rex, for having me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, a, tell us a bit about yourself, because as far as people in, in my circle go, no, um, you, uh, you are the uh, artist who designed um, all but one of my, uh, my emotes, uh, to which uh, they've seen tremendous success and, and usage. Um, but yeah, t tell us a bit more about yourself and uh, about about your journey here to becoming a VTuber? Well, um, <laughs> uh, wow, Jesus Christ. Um, well, it all started, uh, two years ago, I think. Um, hmm. honestly, I was in between jobs and I had some time to kill and I was like, okay, well, my birthday's coming up. 
I kind of feel bored. Um, I was just playing League, and I was like, hey, hey damn, I'm, I'm pretty good at this character um, called Soraka. So I was like, you know what would be fun? Just start streaming and just see what happens. And I don't know. People just came coming, keep coming back, and I just kept streaming, and I just realized one day that I kind of missed streaming, and then I just at the same time realized it was a passion. So I just mm. continued. <laughs> okay. So you, it sounds like you had a, a little bit of a hiatus before uh, coming back. Uh, was that because you, you found uh, a job or what, uh, what happened there? Uh, so what happened was, um, oh, uh, kind of. Yeah, I got a job and then I had a little break. Uh, I kept streaming, but uh, the PC I had was kind of broken. So, um, oh. yeah, unfortunately, uh, I, I, I was trying to get it fixed. But since I started streaming, um, I was using it more and more. And then it became more apparent that I needed to uh, get it fixed. So what happened was um, I sent it over to um, the manufacturer and, and they were supposed to repair it. They did nothing. Sent it back. And I was like, okay, well, that kind of took like two weeks. Um, and then I had a my first Abaton, uh, which went super good for being a first one. I had no clue what I was doing, but it was a blast. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then um, I decided to take a break since, since Abaton is very, very um, hard to do. Yes. 12 hour streams and more is very hard to do. Um, I sent it back and a couple of weeks kind of went past. And I was like, that's so weird. I haven't heard anything. Um, so I contacted the manufacturer. They were like, we never received a PC. Uh, so I had to do no. my own little uh, investigation and saw that the package was still at the pickup point. So I went to the pickup point. Pickup point said, well, we, we sent it off and like, and then we had like um, a massive war between the manufacturer and um, the uh, postal service company. Yeah. That took about like six months. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, they wanted, because the computer was kind of brand new. It was just an issue that it like would freeze up when you started uh, oh. and then just glitch out and then you just have to restart like after like five minutes and then it's fine but so practically uh a whole new so first they wanted to just give me like 100 bucks for it but after six months i was promised a full compensation so yeah well, that's good yeah yeah that whole time i just you were like practically begging the universe please just give me my good computer god back. yes I, yes i just i, was, I just want to stream again yes oh. i was working I uh, was doing like art stuff, uh, trying to be active on Discord as much as mm. I did have a laptop, but like nowhere close to like being able to stream on it. Right. Mm. Yeah, that um, that's what I started out with was PNG tube on a laptop, very mm. similar to a certain tungsten rat who started so long ago, and to whom many of us owe the owe our existence to in terms Aww. of inspiration. Yeah. So. Have you have you always been a, a bit artistic, or what? What really initially inspired you to you know become an artist and start integrating this into into your VTubing and your streaming? 
So VTubing wasn't really anything I, I, I planned to be. Um, when I first started streaming, I didn't have anything. I had like, you know, the pre, pre-bought overlay and then that was it. Um, um. And I had it for a couple of months and then I realized, well, I kind of wish I could be more expressive. So I actually uh, got my first uh, model that was like a penguin. It was really adorable. It didn't really have a mouth to move, but you could like see the head movements. You could like see me wink and stuff like that. So that was that was my like best best thing to do at that mm. time. It, it it was like a a good thing to just see how it is. Um, and then afterwards, I didn't feel like it was enough. I wanted more, so <laughs> I went ahead and I had a like um got like a pre made. A model with like a girl with a cat ears like the whole tuna tuna name itself wasn't supposed to have a meaning so it just became a thing uh down the road so that's why it's like cat girl penguin fish monkey like everything yeah uh <laughs> so it's like you know what um i don't want to be a cat girl uh like that that one is adorable i love it but i want more i want my own thing Right. And then I got this model. This one is officially a tuna model. So, um, terms to like arts and stuff, I've always been artistic. Because um, when I was younger, I really liked math. Okay. I was like crazy good at math, which is kind of mm. ironic. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the school I went to um, kind of punished, punished me or like, or like children who were maybe a bit gifted um by not letting them evolve so what they did like i finished the whole math book Mm. for the year very early and i had to wait for the other children to catch up so i just like every math class i just sat and doodled so i wasn't really like allowed to work and to this day i resent math (laughs) i can imagine (laughs) yes it was a shame i could have been a genius no i'm a vtuber what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> God damn it. yeah well then, i mean you, you've done all right for yourself maybe uh oh, thank you thank you thank you maybe uh you know i i don't know what you what your day job is and we don't have to get into that if you're not comfortable but um mm-hmm. you know uh it's like okay so you're not uh so you're not a cpa so you're not a stockbroker there's True. you know there's True. There's better ways Thank of making God. a living than that. Yeah, no. I mean, that type of workaholism. Are you kidding? No, that's that would be no. dreadful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Agree. So, are you? Um, I'd have to ask. Are you, are you now a full-time VTuber and an artist, or do you still have a day job? I still have a day job. Okay. Still, uh, I am working. I am. I am working towards having a full, uh, full-time content creation uh, and hmm. and art, of course. Yeah. I'm just taking a little break right now from art just to um, kind of fig- figure out the, pl- the the schedule for myself. Because um, I, I opened up my first uh, Vigen, the commission page, <laughs> took on a couple of uh, commissions just to like, get a feel of how that would be. And I really enjoyed it. Mm. Definitely um, overworked. <laughs> <laughs> for my first month, I overworked. I was like, okay, now we're just going to take a break. Just to yeah. figure out the plans, but yeah, it was really fun to see uh, people getting excited and loving the stuff they received. Well, it makes me happy. 
uh, mm. of which of which I am one of them. Uh, I mm. I do remember. I do recall during during our whole uh, correspondence on um, like the design process and everything. Mm. That there were there were some times, and I, I was really quite impressed uh, by this. That you uh, there was one one or two emotes in particular that you that you designed mm. for me, and I think they were they were custom ones where I had special request. But mm. you you did state quite plainly it's like you know i'm i'm really not happy uh the way this turned out on the first go around so i just went back and just redid this from scratch mm, mm. um i i have to say i really admired that you know just the, the transparency but also i could i could tell uh there was a lot of passion in in what you were doing this was this was a labor of love not just a job for you and Aww. i i really do appreciate that uh, and it shows through with your with your work as well um, but, um, I mean, let, let's talk about those. You, you, you've mm. had to maybe take a, a temporary step back. You got, um, presumably you're going to be getting back into comms and everything like of that. Course, of course. But, um, was it scheduling or was it, um, maybe just kind of getting swept up in, um, a, a wee bout of perfectionism or, or what, what's, um, what, what, what are the challenges that you've been uh, facing since opening up uh, your your vegan comes for the first time. Hmm, that is a hard one. Um, ooh, perf- maybe perfectionism, but also no. I I I believe that I don't know. I maybe I per I, I've never been good at copying stuff um, and doing it over and over again. Uh, hmm. Unfortunately, my art is very unique and it keeps changing. And it's really, it differs from person to per- person. So I want to be, I want to be proud of what, like something I make. And I really wanted to reflect on the customer uh, getting it as well. Uh, making sure that this is something they like want to have around for, for a while and not ever feel like, oh, this was a waste of money. Because mm. that is the worst feeling when you pay for a service that could have been better. Yes. So Yeah. So, and, and, and the thing is, like, um, what people don't know about art, it's not just do it and, and serve it. Um, sometimes you got to have inspiration or get that spark, and it can come at a random time. So, you can see me pump out, like, art. If, I, if I've grasped the, the idea completely, mm. so I know what I want to do or how, and how to do it. Because, I mean, it's technically like math. It looks very complex, but when you start breaking it down, it will go super fast. That's true. Yeah, no, mm. I've, I've found that in my own experience. So in terms of, of inspiration, um, mm-hmm. where does it usually come from for you? And, I mean, what are some recent examples, like when you were working on your comms, uh, where, like, at the most random time, you know, what were those random times? And, and what, was the, what was the inspiration that just suddenly struck you? that is so hot oh my god um i mean for me i i i look around a lot in like on on social medias and you can see i i follow so many artists Hmm. i see their work um i i tend to believe it is um it is like passively learning stuff um by just watching other artists and like getting inspiration and Kind of, kind of, 
I don't know. Ima- like imagination is probably the biggest key of like and to to reflect that on someone's personality as well. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So there's it... a lot of you ha- you have a lot of animes, you have a lot of like how how a real person would hold for example a teacup. Easily google and you can just look at so many people holding a teacup. Mhm. But which one would fit you, for example? Because <laughs> I, I know that one was really uh, difficult for me. I was like, oh, God, I suck at doing hands. And a teacup, oh, God. <laughs> and the angle, I don't know how, but it turned out really good and I'm super happy. Yes, it, it really did. That was mm. That's one in particular I'm, I'm quite fond of. Um, <laughs> and I, I must say, I mean... Just for a little insider trivia, uh, for those of you who are listening or watching, um, I had one of them that ended up being a, a custom emote was the um, the, the sword drawn, or, or what's now known as the stabby uh, emoji, yeah. the, re- the Rex stabby emoji. Um, yeah. And that one in particular, I do recall uh, sending you... Um, like a link containing photos of mm. what a what a sword looks like for uh, the queen for well for now, for now the king's guards at uh, at Buckingham Palace and I thought you know that of of all things for an English nobleman VTuber to have that would be probably the most appropriate type of sword um, mm. and you know the challenge with with emotes is that they get shrunk down considerably. Uh, to the point where a lot of detail is lost. So it's striking mm. that balance between detail and just getting that basic shape right that people can can see what it is that you know the emote the emote is about. Um, mm. I I think you really captured that that essence uh, quite well. A very minimalist King's Guard sword. Um, mm-hmm. That's not not easy to do sometimes, and I I think the execution of that was was uh, really well done. Thank you. So uh, one of the things, and kind of circling back to this whole pre- creative process, um, mm-hmm. I think that you had mentioned that, that scheduling had become a, a problem or, or maybe like mm. uh, time management to where mm-hmm. um, you, obviously you were just engrossed in your work so much, but it, became one of those things where it really did just take up so much of of your day and and your night um what has that challenge been like for you in terms of you know blocking out that time or maybe getting on a a schedule or something um what's i mean how how are you um how are you uh trying to kind of overcome that to where you don't you know risk like burnout or, or something negative like that Oh, that is so hard. Um, mm. It is very difficult, um, especially when when you don't have when you don't have the role going. So you're just you're just going like, oh shit, I have to do this. I really have to do this. I need to start, and you're like, but I can't. And that is probably the hardest when you don't feel like you can. And in what I show. do, like like the process at in the beginning, is at least doodle something. 
at least do something, something minimal yeah. that you won't have to do for next time. So I will, like I showed you, I will sketch it maybe three, four, five times over and over again until I know exactly what I want. And then I go in with the line art because line art and the color process is the easiest part. Mm. But but the sketches, the plan out, that is the hardest part. Yeah. So, yes, it's been it's been really um, stressful to like feel like oh crap, someone is waiting for me. Someone, you know, I just want them to have what they've asked for, and like, but I can't. So I'm always trying to have a contact with people and go like like check with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you've been like super patient. I don't normally know how fast other people have it. Like if you have a studio, it goes pretty fast. And then you right. have like multiple people. But I'm alone. So I was like, maybe maybe it takes longer than expected. Mm-hmm. Um but that's the thing. I'm trying I'm trying to go away from like um going away from the time frame. I normally work when I'm, you know, on a roll and have a more paced scheduling. So it's okay that stuff takes time. Um, For example, I have to have my work. I have to have streaming. I have to have like post streaming or like um, upload content, plan content. And then I have to like do the artwork. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's been rough. It's been rough, but it's been fun. So I'm yeah. really looking forward in the future when I am able to just um, ha- have those two, have streaming, have uh, artwork, for example, because I had a time in, I think it was in, in, in the beginning of January, I was free for a couple, a couple of days. And when I just felt I could wake up and just take, Take the day in as it comes and go like, okay, you know what? I'm going to sit and work for mm-hmm. three hours on this. And then I have time for more stuff instead of like, oh, crap. Well, now I have just a little bit of time. Like when it's forced, it's harder. Mm. So, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm striving for. And when you, when you force yourself, you feel like that, that sort of lack of inertia, especially exactly. really starts to set in. Yeah, I, I know. I'm I'm familiar with that feeling. That that sort of the the inertia of it all is like a body a, a body emotion will stay in motion. Body at rest will mm. stay at rest. The same goes for the creative process. And so that's that's why I think that that's so important. What you pointed out is that just you know get something started. You know, just try and give give that a, a little bit of a push, and then the the inertia will kind of take over from from there after a while it will build up um so i i think that's that's a very helpful key for a lot of people to remember those who are either listening or watching this um but um and i i think we may have touched on this a little bit but i'd love to to um hear more about what what keeps you motivated how you stay motivated and inspired to continue creating oh that is oh god that question um hmm i love the process Hmm. i love 
the feeling of creating. When I listen to music, I just I just let it flow. And it's magical. It's time flies and stuff just appears on the canvas. You don't think, you just go with it. And it just turns out to turns out to be something beautiful and then the response um when it's finished um it's it's it makes you happy maybe like sometimes stuff doesn't get like a lot of likes or attention but i still go like you know what i did that i'm super proud i loved it i i i love this thing i made so yeah. i just i that's kind of what what i try to do like just have that enjoyment in in like anything i do oh yeah i love that That's i love that <laughs> what um and i think one of the things that, that really helps you in terms of your your workflow from what i've seen is that you incorporate that that creative process drawing sketching and like and and even color and correction um mm into into your content as a streamer so you're you're one of those vtubers that does art streams mm. um do you i mean do you find that helps with your with your workflow to to keep that that inertia that we were talking about going i mean it it i mean it it does and it doesn't so the the thing when it's being streamed you also kind of have to pay attention to the stream stuff paying attention to the people you still have to interact and stuff like that i love showing what i do i get excited i get giddy um so i really want to show but at the same time i would love to just you know be offline and just fully immerse myself in what i'm doing but it helps the process in a way of Maybe maybe a small distraction. It's like a little break. It helps you think. When you're like explaining stuff um, for people, maybe they want to learn like, oh, how did you do this? And you're like, you're like, wow, I actually know this. It's like, it's knowledge you didn't think you would have, but you have. And then just sharing and and hearing that people want to see it. I think that that's been the most, surprising thing because when i was younger my my art was um very often dismissed uh really? so yeah 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 because i remember um i, I had co a cousin that that was also into drawing a lot so we used to go to the library and get those first edition um manga books like when oh my god when manga wasn't barely a thing right uh, and then we would like print out stuff like a tutorials on how to make like a m manga face and oh, yeah. manga eyes. Do you I remember, remember those? those? Yeah. yeah. The how so to draw manga to, like, series. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, yes. And I'm one of those. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it. And then it. how <laughs> to learn Japanese? Oh my god! There was so much. But yeah. Um, no, it, it was it was dismissed. Um, so honestly. For a couple of years, I didn't do drawing because I never, I never thought I would would do any kind of art that was 
you know, anything more than just a doodle. Like, mm. you know, in a class, you sit and just doodle stuff. So when people said, like, oh, they really loved a drawing I did, or, like, they really want a commission, I was like, wow. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? So I'm still, like, super surprised when people people ask if they, like, if, if, like, if I'm taking commissions and stuff. It's still mind-baffling. Yeah, because those oh, those yeah. old dismissive voices, they still yes, linger in your memory. And Oh, of course. Yeah. But then you like when you sit and just just look at it and you go like, Yeah. Fuck yeah, I did that. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> um I love that. I love that. Um How do you know when something's finished? I mean it it certainly seemed like there was as we mentioned, there's, you have a lot of dedication to what you do, a lot of passion for what you do, and mm. even a measure of perfectionism. So how do you know when something's finished? Or how do you stop yourself from just going back and just over and over again, just keep making tweaks until the end of time? I think there's always going to be problem mistake. Mm. And it is something you will have to learn to deal with. Because there, there's been many times since since I'm, I have seen that I'm I'm getting better. I'm learning new stuff. I'm incorporating new stuff. I feel bad. I always feel bad for like previous uh, clients that have, in my opinion, gotten a worse um, a worse quality. But it's not. It's the best quality I I could have done back then, and I have to just keep doing my best. Hmm. And. What helps is if you have a com communication with uh, the client, go like, you know what? I feel like I'm done. You look over it. If you don't feel like there's anything else, then we're done. Or if you feel like later on there's something you would like to change, we can change it. But that is that is probably the best way to just let let the baby go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that is probably the best. Okay. No, that's mm. that's. That's really good. Yeah, because otherwise, like I said, you would be just continually. Spiraling. Yeah, you'd tweak at it until the end yeah. of time and it'd never get done. Yeah. And then, like, that, that they usually say, if you have a, another brain um, or a, another pair of eyes, it's, it's a lot better to see stuff yeah. from a different perspective. Yeah, and that, that kind of goes back to what you were saying with, with your art streams. You're, you're sort of forcing yourself to be on the outside looking in even though you're still on the inside yes yeah um so i i like that that's that's mm. really interesting um so as an artist as a vtuber as a streamer a content creator um what do you think your future looks like what um what does the future hold for the adorable tuna What do you want it to uh, hold? Happiness. Okay. It's a very it's a very simple simple answer. Happiness. I just want to do more stuff that makes me happy. Continue doing the stuff that makes me happy. Explore new stuff that might make me happy. Um. What would yeah, some of that new stuff yeah. be? Any ideas? Um, no, uh, no, no clue. I, I am all down for surprises. 
all okay. down for experience. I mean, this podcast is a new thing, and it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, getting you is is a happy thing, and I hope I get to experience it more. Absolutely, no, it's 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 one of those things that I I, I know with with this particular podcast i just i kind of had a, a vague idea and it's it's sort of starting to take root and solidify as as we go along i mean as you do with a lot of episodic programming like this um but yeah no i i i like interviews like this just sort of um a, a little bit of inside the actor's studio a little bit of you know behind the scenes and then just at the same time just Maybe a, a light sprinkling of Joe Rogan of just, you know, just asking the who, what, when, where, and why of it all. Um, for anyone who is out there who is thinking, you know what, I'd, I'd like to try my hand at, at art and, you know, becoming a commission artist um, or becoming a VTuber or a content creator, a streamer. I mean, what sort of advice do you have to anybody who's who's on the fence about getting started or what what sort of direction would you point them in to get started doing something is better than doing nothing i mean it's better to ask a question and get an answer than never asking the question at all and keep wondering and pondering what would have happened. Um, give it a go. No matter how it goes, give it a go. Try to improve and enjoy it. Honestly, do, if you don't like it, it's okay. It's not for you, it's okay. But if, it, if you feel like, oh, okay, this is something I could do for a while, then go for it. You don't have to have the best equipment. You don't have to have the best vtuber or or like the model or the p like png or whatever you just gotta touch the ground and see how it goes like like was it a tip your tip your toes in the water and see how it feels mm -hmm. <laughs> everything's um, gonna be a struggle and yes nothing goes right the first hundred times but it will it will get better it will get better always and i mean People are super afraid of, of messing up, and you know what? It's okay. It's it's okay. It's it's funny. <laughs> I laugh at all of my mistakes. I still to this day laugh at how scuff I am, or if my model is acting up the way maybe I I wish it wouldn't. Like sometimes I get like lizard eyes for some reason, and it is the funniest stuff ever. No, like, uh, lizard like the eye. Craziest, what is that? Like. It's like, uh, for some reason, m both of my eyes just go like this. Oh, like okay. I am, I'm on, on something, but I'm not. Uh, and an that's not how I blink. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. which uh, a little bit of inside <laughs> uh, inside trivia chat. We did have, a, I think Tuna had a slight technical issue before this interview where um, she was... She, she could wink, but she couldn't wonk, if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, it was just like... I don't know if I can do, but it was like, I can't close. I was like, how am I going to talk like this? It was, it was crazy. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was I'm, so nervous. Oh, I, my I'm God. surprised that you don't, uh, that you don't sink your, your eye blinking. I, I mean, that's what I do. Otherwise I, I do look like I'm, 
uh, twitching or, or half drunk or what, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I wanted to know because that was one thing I wished with my older model that I could wink. Mm. Um, so this is the price I pay for the winging. Of course, you can probably toggle it on and off. Uh, I don't. Do you use a V Bridger by any chance? I do not. Um, I'm yeah. thinking though. I I probably need to have my my rigging tweaked to to allow for mm -hmm. that. And I was going to ask if that was um, if you're you have a very expressive face with your VTuber model. If if that's what you're using as V Bridger. Yes, sir. Okay. Which my would explain the eyes. Did a good job. Oh yeah. yeah, good, good God, good God. Usually the eyes are a dead giveaway of V Bridger. The you know the way you're able to, able to get so expressive, the the mm -hmm. irises and the pupils are able to you know either dilate or contract like that. Um, but yeah, no, it looks excellent. Um, Thank you. Thank yes, you. I, I love Just it. You wait for the new model oh? coming sometime. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what? Um, I'm very excited. Can do, mm. any any hints? Anything you you want to? Um, yeah, new features, maybe a maybe a new little look or trademark going on. Um, well, definitely outfit change. Um, okay, we're gonna do some changes with with the hair. Um, right. I do I do like the base. The crown is staying hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. But we're gonna have some uh, some definitely uh, different outfits, a little bit extra expression stuff like that. Like this is this is something. I went in pretty hard. I was like, you know what? I want my, my old model. We got it. And then I'm like, you know what? I know what I want. And the more I'm like seeing other other fellow VTubers, I'm like, wow, I want that. I want that. I don't care. Yeah. I want that so bad. So yeah. So improvements are always fun. I love the excitement people are giving and, and, and immense like feedback. Like just, just the small thing. It's like makes me want to keep doing better. Yeah, that's the great thing about VTubing is that um, there's always a, just a plethora of of artists and riggers out there that, uh, at least for a price, they can they can provide uh, what it is uh, that you're looking for. Even with you know big name agency VTubers oh, being yeah. able to do all these experimental or different and new things, you know, there's somebody out there and. Most likely, there's either comms are open, or there's a waiting list, or there's you know somebody out there. You have choices uh, when you want to do this. I'm I'm wondering if you're wanting to try the uh, I, I I probably shouldn't you know think it's such a big deal, but to to me the the fact that a VTuber model can do this sort of thing is just nothing short of spectacular um, in my eyes. I don't know if you've seen like Iron Mouse's. Uh, thing that she can do where she can sort of lean in now and oh uh, yeah 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 that is really cool that <gasps> is can we expect something like that potentially in the future for um mayhaps mayhaps okay. i am super i'm super satisfied with my rigging mama i i am 100 percent sure that i'm actually going to use her in the future i've already uh giving her notice but seeing her grow into this fine rigger is is I'm so proud of her. Um, yeah. I even send her sometimes uh, information of like um, how to better rig. And she's always thankful. Mm. Uh, I'm always down to like push people if they're doing a good job. Yeah. She, she helped me so much. She like, she is an angel sent from, from, from God. If God, 
I don't know. <laughs> but because I don't know if you know this, I had an incident with the prior rigger. Oh, dear. That more or less, more or less scammed me. Um, oh, no. This was last year. Um, and I was supposed to debut, like, like I said summer, but like I, and then I decided, I think it was like June or something, June, July. But the model was atrocious. The rigging was goodness gracious. And I was like pleading. I'm I'm so happy for PayPal for listening to my to my case. Um and everything. I got all my money back. I'm so I was so happy. Good. And I was like, oh crap, maybe I won't be able to uh debut this this year because I, I was i had the mo- like the the art done finished mm-hmm. and then i was like i kept scrolling for days in a row i kept scrolling I had five fiverr i had uh facebook insta like everything twitter yeah. everything and then on a random day i saw a post about this rigor i think it was like for like you know for you page I just thought, I was like, I'm just going to give give a go and just talk to this person and see if they're available. And they were, and we, I kid you not, I sat and talked to her for like three hours. Oh, wow. And because she, she was just sitting and explaining the process because I told her everything that happened to me. Uh, and she was so loving, so understanding. She made me trust a rigor again which was incredible and I'm like you know what here uh, I'm, I want to hire you you've been nothing but lovely and we went with it and it's been amazing I, I like I, I know that um, my art mom had to go on a break well hiatus because she has some studying to do mm-hmm. uh, for like a couple of months so there are still a, like some pieces missing here and there on this model it could have been better with the assistant, but you know what? Milky did an amazing job with what she had, and it turned out amazing. Yeah, and, so and I am so grateful. <laughs> and all because you you followed your instinct, because this this sounded like this was this was an instinctual move on your part. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it was like you just have to ha- have patience, do your research, don't jump into like anything honestly check the reviews uh check their portfolio what's their rating what's their like everything right oh yeah yeah do your homework for sure but also at the end of the day trust your gut because more often than not you're right Mm -hmm. i mean kind of as a i guess a personal question or just a a question you know on Mm -hmm. on that uh fundamental level um are you somebody who tends to follow your instincts or do you do you tend to not or do you tend to not really listen to that sort of still small voice in your gut? So that small voice sometimes is at war with the voice of you want to give people a chance. Yes. You want to help out people. It's like like for example the the ex rigger I was like, it's fine. I want to help this person out. Mm. 
you know what maybe they don't know any better but most more cases are not they do know better they just don't want to give that give you that unfortunately and i know it is very difficult to trust people if you're paying up front and then waiting because there's i've seen so many artists overbook themselves to the point where they actually have a breakdown because they can't keep up. They can't keep what they promised. Yeah. But they got the money. And you go like, but you can't do that. That's not yeah. really your money until you've, you've delivered. Yeah, and then they unethical. have a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> there, have been, um, there have been artists like that that have been making the news in certain VTuber circles. Oh, definitely. Um, recently. That, yeah, it's like they, they take on so many comms and they've got multi-year backlogs and then very little and no communication, um, not getting a lot of work done and come to find out, oh yeah, they, they overbooked themselves, they overextended themselves and uh, they're suffering from burnout and no wonder they're not talking to people and no wonder they're not getting any work done either. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I understand it's super attractive to accept a lot of commissions but you kind of have to remind yourself what you're getting into for example i had a i had a bad feeling when i was asking from my ex rigor some adjustments and they said like no i'm getting engaged so i'm gonna be gone for a month and then and then the next month go like oh no uh my family member got sick can't do it and i was like ah okay i see how it is so they, they gave me unfi- yeah, they gave me an unfinished product, uh, and then ran off with the money, and I was like, mm, okay, yeah. So I mean, I always ask people if they like this is prior Vegan. I am re- I really appreciate Vegan because I feel uh, as a as a seller, I feel very uh, safe and protected, mm-hmm. and I always tell people if they want to pay pay via Vegan, they can be like. Protected hundred percent, but I have done commissions outside of agent, and I go like, you know what? It's okay. I don't mind finishing a project, and you can pay later. You don't have the money right now. It's okay. We can wait. So, in in that regards, I I want to build up trust, but you kind of have to be prepared. Like, not everyone can be trusted, no matter That's how good hearted you are. Yeah, yeah. Majority of people, I believe, in this world are fairly good and decent people it's just mm. you know it's one of those things where the a rotten one percent can ruin it for the 99 percent hundred percent yeah hundred percent you should say that <laughs> yeah pun intended yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, um in in that regard give everyone a chance everyone deserves a play in my opinion right no matter how hard Inevitably, criticism and feedback is part of the process and also part of being public figures like we are as streamers mm-hmm. and VTubers. Um, how do you approach criticism and feedback with your streaming activities or with your artwork? Ooh. <laughs> um, oh, God. Are you someone who takes criticism well or not so much? N- 
sometimes it can sit. Not every criticism will sit, but sometimes there will be one comment that just will be there for for a while. Oh yeah. And it doesn't have to be a big comment. It could be just whatever. But it's it's gonna haunt. Mm. I, I've had that. And it's it, those are like little little brain weasels. Yeah. And you can't really do praise. much about it. Good God. Yeah. So hard. But criticism when it comes to art, I don't have an issue. Okay. Um I think that one is more I haven't had much criticism and that's the problem. <laughs> That makes me so angry because everything I've made, angry people agree upon and really? like, and I'm like, please, yes, literally everything, and I'm like, please, I, because I get kind of, it's not imposter syndrome, but I start not believing people mm -hmm. if they keep agreeing with me. I like it when people disagree with me. Yeah, or, you're wanting or a challenge. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes, but everyone's like, yeah, this this is great. I love this. this. I was like, no. No, you have to tell me there's something wrong. Just like, no, I like, oh, well, shit. <laughs> How can I improve? <laughs> well, um, I sound like I was a bad client because that's exactly how I approached <laughs> it. But that's like I mean, the majority of them. I, I, I can't help it. You just, you got it in one. And I, I was like, um, I'm, I, yeah, I got nothing. This is, this God is perfect. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, no, no, yet, yet to have my um, criticism cherry popped for art. <laughs> so it is an expression. It's... <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, and I and Alexander wept for there were no more worlds to conquer. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Oh no, but like st streaming, I think it's easier for people to just blur out stuff. Even though they don't think about it. Yeah. So that could probably just get you in the moment. Because as a streaming ghost, you don't really think. You just work. And then you want sit sit. That moment after stream, when you just take it all in, you go like, hey, maybe I wasn't really fine with this comment or like this thing that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the most important thing is do your best. Do what's what's fun. If there's someone there that isn't sitting well with you, then by all means you have you have the power. Rather have one good viewer than I don't know ten bad viewers that are just being toxic. Because I've seen people have chatters that are only toxic just mm. to get that view count up, and it's not worth for the mental health. Yeah, bullies no. are bullies, right? And you can boot them. Yeah, it's it's sort of like the Pareto principle, you know, eighty percent of your your greatest support will be from twenty percent of your audience, and um, turned around, it's like eighty percent of your grief is going to come from the other twenty percent, and then everyone else is just sort of middling in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Right. So, final question. How do you want to be remembered when all of this is over with? When, I mean, presumably, I mean, we don't know if you 
you're going to go on for the rest of your life being a VTuber, being a streamer. We don't really know what the future holds, but when enough time has passed and perhaps when all of us are long gone, how do you want to be remembered? What's your legacy look like? Kiarkalo, shit. <laughs> That's it, eh? That's it. Simple as that. Simple as that. The ja bad jokes, the, the chaos. That's how I want to be remembered. Because that shit's funny. It makes people laugh. It makes people face palm. But you know what? It sits, it sits right. Yeah. Hm. If nothing else, you made people simple. laugh and you made people smile. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's okay to be chaotic. And you can be, you, you can be, you can be chaotic and nice. Yeah. And that's, that seems to be very unusual. Yeah. That's, that I've noticed. Cause we're like, oh, oh you, you, you're chaotic. But I'm like, yeah, but you're also good. Yeah. <laughs> you can be nice to people. Absolutely. And also go get on their nerves. But I'm, that's the fun part. <laughs> I've certainly got my mischievous streak as well, but you know, it's always, Always approaching it from a kind-hearted nature, and you know, this is we're, we're we're sort of like Mickey Mouse. We just want to have a spectacular amount of time without being without being malicious about anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. I love that. All right. Um, the adorable tuna. Um, where can we find you? Uh, plug everything, and also while you're at it, feel free to plug your your. Uh, Model mum and dad, um, your, oh your artist and rigger, please plug <laughs> okay, everything. First time, pl first time for plugging. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash the adorable tuna. I am named the adorable tuna everywhere. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, also, a huge shout, shout out to Chris Rita, my art mom, and my other rigging mom, Milky, Milky Knox. Yeah, yeah, best parents ever. Thank Fantastic. you, thank you, thank you. And comms not presently jump. open, but uh, will open again soon on VGen. Mm. Just search the yes. adorable tuna. <laughs> yes, Fantastic. Sir. Thank well, you. tuna, thank you so much. Mm. Thank you so much for letting me be here. Earlier this month, while I was streaming live gameplay of the video game Stray, the topic of self-care came up in conversation with my stream chat. Here's what I had to say. I know that amongst... Our people, it's quite the British value to, as the old Kipling pro poem goes, don't look too good nor talk too wise, but you have a permission slip to be kind to yourself. It's not immodest to say nice things about yourself, nor is it rude. And perhaps that's my perspective, having been in America for so long. Maybe that has sort of colored my perspective, but it's okay to be kind to yourself. It's okay to say nice things about yourself. It won't seem immodest. No one will think less of you. And in fact, as someone who believes in the power of the law of attraction, I think that when you start to say things like that about yourself, you put that vibration out into the universe, and it will come back to you, and people will start to believe it, even more so if you choose to believe it about yourself. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Don't plan it. Don't wait for it. Just let it happen. Could be a new shirt at the men's store, a catnap in your office chair, or two cups of good hot black coffee. There's an exercise that I've been trying for myself 
I have been looking at myself in the mirror and doing a few things. I look myself in the eyes and I tell myself I forgive you. Just sort of a blanket forgiveness. A way of giving myself grace. And I say it multiple times. Three, five times, as many times as I need to. And then I tell myself you have made mistakes, but that's okay. You're allowed to make mistakes. It doesn't make you any less of that, it just makes you human. And you are allowed to be human. It's okay to be human. Then I just find something nice to say about myself. Usually something like, you're strong, you're smart, you're talented, you can do anything you set your mind to. You know, just simple things like that. It only takes a couple of minutes. I think the greatest challenge is just forcing myself to look at myself in the mirror. And especially look at myself in the eyes. Some people, I think, are filled with so much shame, unnecessarily so, that they can't even look at themselves in the eyes, in the mirror. That is so sad. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's okay to do that. It's not immodest. People won't think negatively of you. And you don't have to do it around anybody else. You can just do it and just by yourself. But it's part of learning to forgive yourself, to give yourself grace, and just practicing self-love and self-care. It also helps to look at yourself in the mirror to make sure you don't have a gunk stuck in your teeth. Yes, exactly! <laughs> so a practical element to that as well. What's it called when you can make scenes in your head? Yeah, the mind's a powerful thing, especially the imagination. If you can imagine things like that, playing out these sort of positive scenes in your mind, Telling a better story about yourself. It helps. A vivid imagination, yeah. Everyone has that power within them, I believe. The question becomes, what sort of story are you telling about yourself? And how's that story working out? If it's not working for you, then perhaps it's time that you turn the page and tell a new story about yourself. A better one. One that you like. One that's got a happier ending. You deserve that sort of happy ending. There's great power for manifesting within imagination. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Lord Rexworth podcast. I hope these discussions have ignited your curiosity, sparked inspiration, or provided a moment of relaxation. To stay connected with the podcast and access additional content, be sure to visit my website at lordrexworth.com and follow me across all platforms there. That's lordrexworth.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. Your support fuels our journey to continue bringing you engaging conversations and soothing ASMR experiences. As we conclude today's episode, remember that your mind and spirit are powerful forces, and we encourage you to embrace the positive energy you have gained here. Until next time, take a moment for yourself, stay inspired, and continue exploring the boundless possibilities that life has to offer. Visit lordrexworth.com and be a part of our growing community. Thank you for being with us on the Lord Rexworth Podcast. Music